we are almost to episode 20. It seems like for whatever reason, like this has been going on for a super long time. And I feel like I should be like at 100 or something by now. But maybe that's like all the time I spend with what she said and like the other stuff and just everything all together. I feel like we've been together way longer than 20 episodes. But it is what it is. We're not even there yet. And this is number 18 right now. So thank you for being down and sticking around. And tonight, thank you for being down in episode 18. Please like, share, subscribe, click the bell so you know when I'm here because I'm not here all the time. And just, you know, support. Leave a comment. Drop a comment. Follow me on social medias at Tam Not Tammy. Uh, I made a Facebook. I re-entered back into the Facebook world. Uh, don't know how I'm feeling about it yet. It's very weird. Like, Facebook is kind of an ugly app. And it's kind of hard to understand. And it's not at all, like, what I remember it being. Like, I can't even figure out how to really navigate Facebook. So, I'll just be there posting stuff, I guess, and leaving and maybe tell some of y'all happy birthday if I notice it when I'm on there, if I can even figure it out. But look, um, if any of you out there are Facebook experts, like, let me know. Get at me. Maybe I can employ you to run the Facebook for me because I really don't want to be involved. Like, I barely want to post on Instagram personal stuff. So, I don't, I'm doing my best, okay? But on to the politics, on to the important things. All right, so the first, first, first thing I want to discuss is where the fuck is Palestine at? I saw this on Twitter earlier in the week. And you know, a lot of stuff goes unvetted. Like, it's a lot of bots and trolls on Twitter. It's a lot of kids. It's just a lot of people that I think are like kind of bored to and are seeking to sow discord. So people tweet a lot of fake news, a lot of Photoshop things and stuff like that. So when I first saw this long tweet detailing like what was going on with the Where's Palestine thing, I didn't immediately like take it seriously. But it did raise my awareness because I am familiar with the Israel-Palestine situation on my, like, low knowledge level. And I understand that it's been very tumultuous and that this is a modern-day, like, imperialist conquering type of situation. And I think it's framed so differently and people use the, look at it through the lens of religion and the lens of that, like, the Jewish people need to be helped because of their history throughout the world and what has happened to them. But they are not looking at the side of, okay, I, I'm, Palestinian, I'm Palestinian and this was my home and I was living here and, you know, I had nothing to do with what happened to Jewish people and then now they get to basically come live in my house sort of thing. So I'm familiar with it on that level. Um, my dad left a book by Jimmy Carter at my house when I was like in 10th grade and I was reading it and it just opened my eyes to the whole thing. So I think of it, I guess, a lot more non-traditionally than a lot of other people, like the wider masses of Americans at least think about it. I think of it through the lens of, if I'm Palestinian and I live here, look, I know shit be hard all over the place, like, but look, you can't come stay in my house, though. Like, you can live next door, maybe I can rent you out something, maybe we can help you out, but you can't live in my house, though. So that's the lens that I understand this conflict through. Um, so I see it on Twitter, where's Palestine? I go to my Google Maps immediately and I look it up. Um, and it was giving me a bunch of random suggestions in America, like Palestine, Texas, and a bunch of weirdo stuff. So I continued to just, like, dismiss all of those options that Google was giving me. And I click on Palestine, like, alone, just Palestine. And it gives me these weird coordinates, and I'll put it up. But it gives me these random coordinates, and it just shows me, like, a little circle, dotted out line circle, inside of Israel. So Palestine, according to my Google Maps on my iPhone, I, like I said, I'm not a propagandist. I'm not a conspiracy theorist like that. Like, I try to go straight to the facts. And it's Israel, and it's a little bitty circle, dotted line, like, like you're about to cut it out. 
dotted line, and it has coordinates. It does not have the name Palestine. The entire 27 years that I've been on the planet, Palestine has been a place, has been a country. I am friends with and know many Palestinians. It's a place. Like, I get that things change, maps change, blah, blah, blah. Pluto ain't a planet no more. Palestine is a place, and it has been a place my entire life. So it's difficult for me to see in this time, especially what is going on throughout the world and just the lack of respect, the lack of care, the lack of love for people with more melanin in their skin, darker skin tone people. In America, it happens to be ADOS, you know, descendants of slaves, black people. In other places, much of the same. Everybody has their own gripe, but the darker your skin is, the worse you're treated, it seems like. So now in contrast with the people that, that is their origin that is their homeland, where they are from, Palestinians. They are darker, a lot of them. You bring over import, and you can Google this, and you can watch it online. Like, do not just take my word for it, because I've seen it myself, and it's been very, like, confusing and painful and just odd for me to see, knowing what my understanding is of the world. You can import a person from Sweden, from any Eastern European place, and because they're Jewish as their religion, they get to come, and they get to get a home here in Israel, formerly known as Palestine. Just think of it in those terms. And if you want to make it even more American and what we're talking about now, what we deal with in our country, if you want to look at it through that lens, so you can maybe get a better grasp of it and take the religious aspect out of it. Because I know that has a lot to do with the protection of a certain group of people, but I want you to take religion out and view it as black and white. View it as two ethnicities. So, we're going to put it through the lens of Americans in Mexico. Mexico is right, right under us. Much of the United States on the West Coast, we took from Mexico through wars and treaties and other things. So even part that we live in now used to be their country. So it's not even that far-fetched that these group of people, the Mexicans, might decide that, okay, I want to come back. Now that we have all of our modern stuff up and we have a border and we got rules and laws and we got border patrol and we got cops and we're saying, look, you can't just come over like that. It's not that simple. Mexican people sneak here. They pay people to bring them here. You, if you're familiar with the El Chapo legend, you saw years and years ago they built tunnels and they got over here. By any means necessary, people that are seeking a better life from Mexico and Central America, I'll include them as well, come up and they make a way to get to America. At no time do those people come and move into my apartment, my grandma's house, my auntie and them house. They do not pitch a tent on their lawn. That's not what they do. They come to America in search of a better life. Oftentimes, they take the most menial jobs, the hardest jobs, and they're treated even worse than an American would be treated if they were to take that job because they are undocumented, and their employers know, and they know that there are things that they can do to these people. There are advantages they can get. They can make them work more hours. They don't got to pay their health care, all these things. There are things that they can do with these people that they could not do with a citizen of America because of the protections that we are allotted by the government and the structure of that government, the police, etc. An immigrant doesn't have that same right away even though they kind of do like they could go to the police but it might put them themselves in trouble so they don't seek that out they just want to lay low they want to get what they can because they, they came here with a purpose they want to have a better life they're not trying to start no trouble they're trying to stay out of the eye out of the grasp of the police and the authorities think about it through that lens when you think about this israel palestine situation how would you feel if a mexican that used this used to be their country they might even be able to show you pictures of their great-great-grandma and them riding around, chilling in California before it was streets like Las Cienega and Sepulveda and all this. They owned it. It was their joint. Texas, too. Arizona, too. New Mexico, too. They still are not coming. 
coming into my house like, hey, you know, per this paper that I got, this used to be my ranch or my family land, so I need you to pack it up, get your flat screen off the wall, collect your children's pictures, get your LOL dolls packed up and get out. That's not what they're doing. So I want you, Americans, specifically black people, because I feel like black people are very heavily, heavily, heavily Christian, and they believe in the propaganda that is so perfectly and elegantly constructed to protect those people over there against, you know, the darker people that were there first. I really want you to look into that. I also want you to Google the Rothschilds and what happened after World War II and how one of the wives of the Rothschilds, who was like a teenage girl, like not even 21, campaigned and went out and spoke and raised money to get Israel to be a place. I want you to look that up and think about the history of that and how that worked and how all that came together. And how it was at a detriment to some of the poorest people in the world. And how they are still fighting for their right that they had from the beginning that just seemed to be swept away from them. Go look that up. And please, like, if you have the time, tweet, hashtag, put out on any social media account that you have, where is Palestine, to let people know that you're not okay with this. And this I, it is stressful because it's like, this is a whole group of people. It's their nationality, their country, their ways, their culture, all of these things. And because of an imbecile like Trump, who just wanted to feed into the propaganda of his base and change the capital from Jerusalem and say that it was in Israel, all that, it has, to me, set back that peace in the Middle East thing decades. Because now after you did that, and this is exactly what people talked about, and this is why people were against him doing that, religion aside, because it made it easier for something like this to happen, and it's the erasure of a group of people. And I'm not okay with that. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what kind of God you pray to. I'm not okay with anybody being erased for the benefit of another group. I'm not in favor of anybody being subjugated or put down to lift someone else up. If we can't all be equal, if we can't all eat, then we all going to starve. Where's Palestine? Like, look it up. Be a voice. Be an internet gangster if you can. Don't lay off a day of posting a selfie yourself and post something educational that could get awareness out and make maybe a person in power feel away, feel pressured to do something about this, intercede about this. Like the UN should not be allowing this to happen. But as we know in the world, most things are bought and sold. So please put the pressure where you can and that's on the internet. Thank you. The next thing that I want to discuss in politics is Oklahoma for the Indians. And when I say Indians here, I mean Native Americans. I don't mean Indians in media. So, there was a landmark case with uh, the Supreme Court. And I can't, like, get into all of it because it would take a very long time to explain, but I'm going to explain it like my microwave quick way. So, a guy. I'm not going to say his name because I do want to give credence to this person because I feel like what he did is wrong, even though, like, his research and the stuff that he did on the outside of that has benefited people. But we don't praise uh, criminals on this channel. So, a Native American gentleman was charged with the rape of a child, four-year-old child, back in 1996. And he was convicted. He's put in jail. My assumption is that through this time, and he's been in jail, he's been reading, studying, what have you, he's discovered that the land that he was arrested on and charged is not under the government of Oklahoma's control and that he could only be charged and prosecuted by the federal government as per, like, 
the rule for most Native Americans. If you're not familiar with the Native American situation in America, I suggest you Google it, watch a few YouTube videos so you can get a better understanding. Like I said, I'm giving you the microwave version here. Native Americans are not under any type of state or local government. They can only be governed by the federal government based on the treaties and the deals that they made when the white people came over here from Europe and tried to start up America when the Natives were already here running things, you know, doing their own thing. So because of that, there are treaties, there are all of these things and agreements that have been made based on land and what's allotted to whom, etc. So this man was able to prove that a big old portion of Oklahoma, it's like half of Oklahoma, big old half of it, and it even includes Tulsa, Oklahoma, that we are familiar with because of the Tulsa race riots. So all of that side, half of Oklahoma, belongs to the Indians. So they got the bottom, the Chickasaw Nation, the Choctaw Nation right here, Seminole Nation, Muscogee, and then the Cherokee up top. And I'll put the map up so you can see it. But all of that now, I don't know how they're going to do it or how that's going to work or how the land is going to be allotted or are they going to give tax money. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they're doing it. It's get, being given to or back to the Native Americans. I'm not hating. I'm not jealous. It's kind of weird the way it happened with the charges and the rape guy, but look, it is what it is. And you got to get to justice. Sometimes you can't fault the messenger how you get it, right? God works in mysterious ways. What I would like to know is, I understand that this situation is unique because the natives really owned this country before we came. And they had different belief systems and all that. They didn't necessarily believe that land could be owned and government and this and that. It was more of a family communal type of thing. So they kind of got swindled by our government. Not kind of, really got swindled. And now with the internet and the prevalence of all this information and things like that, people are uncovering things. What I want to know is, Based on the subjugation, the brutality, uh, the government-sanctioned violence against ADOS black people, African Americans in this country, what do we have to do to get some type of protection like the Native Americans get in America? Like, for number one, even if you're not like, I would love for you to give us Georgia or South Carolina or one of the states that, you know, the slave states that we forged and made what it is, made it okay for y'all to push through and make it what it is today. Alabama, like I'll take any southern state really, like a good one with good farmland and whatnot. I want to know it, would that be possible or how would that work? Because the first thing is I don't want to be taxed any longer. I feel like as a descendant of a slave who works for free against their will, who was brought to this country, you know, as, as a chattel basically, treated like an op. I would like you to not take any money from my pocket. Like, now I've risen my own time. Like y'all said, I bootstrapped. I did what I could. I got to where I'm at now. Why are you taking money from me to help the larger public? I did my part for the larger public. My ancestors did their part for the larger public. I'm good. Our debt should be settled. I should not be paying any state or federal income taxes. It doesn't make any sense. I'm doing the best I can with the, the tools that you gave me, what I'm allowed to do with them. The taxes, I need you out of my pocket. I'm just saying. Like, I don't get it. Second thing. I want us to be protected like this man as well when he's talking about only the federal government can prosecute me. Because it seems like, even in those cases, we still might get done wrong, but at least there are more eyes. The local level is where we get screwed. It's where we get where we get lynched with the law, if you will. Because Patty down in San Diego, Jonathan up at LA, you know, clerk, courthouse, they see us in the light that we should be seen. You know, they're basing it off of stereotypes and the other people that they've dealt with. 
So I would prefer if we were dealt with on the federal level, because then if things were to occur, like what happened, oh, we're getting wrong sentencing. Oh, this white kid got two months for it and I got five years and all of that. There was such a disparity like there is on the local level. If it was done by the Fed, we could then take those cases to like the world stage. Like we could go to the UN and we can go to all types of places, the places that the, the world court and they charge for crimes against humanity. We could have like a, a clearer path to get justice because it would be the federal government is basically doing black people wrong, not giving them justice, um, prison, school to prison pipeline, all these things. We would have more grounds for it. When it's down here at the local level, it's very hard to prove because it's all in the weeds and blah, blah, blah. Black people on average, I'm not going to say all of us because it's a few Beyonce's and Jay Z's out in the world, but black people on the grand scale, we don't got money to be going to reopen a case and let's elevate it up to the, the federal courts in the area and then let's go somewhere else and let's retry and let's get a new lawyer. We don't got that kind of time. We barely skated out the first one. So these are just things I would like. Because if we're going to build an agenda as ADOS descendants of slaves in America for what we want, like reparations and maybe land uh, for our colleges to be endowed by the government, all of these things, I wanted to include some of the things I mentioned, like no taxation to be first. And it makes me sad that we can't count on like the Congressional Black Caucus or whatever, the NAACP to help us because there are largely white funded organizations that are like, out there to make us feel like we got a shot, but they're not really there to do any fundamental change, if you know what I'm talking about. So it's very interesting to me about how we could even get this done. Now, with the internet, it does make it easier for us to gather and for us to get around, like uh, Tone and Yvette came up with the whole term ADOS, and they got it out into the atmosphere. They got reparations talked about on the national level, which never occurred before in my lifetime. So maybe they need to be the two people, since they have, like, the stage, um, along with a person like Sandy Darity, and they need to be the people that help us come out with this agenda. No celebrities, no even like celebrity educators. Like I don't want no thought leaders to help with this because oftentimes those people are out for their own good and they're not really going to go as hard as they they could because they want a book deal or a documentary or a spot on you know some type of panel or they want to give speeches somewhere. Like they're out for their own good, so it's really hard for them to
Trump as well. Trump is out here thirsty for votes. I heard he's about to do something for the uh, Latino people after he didn't call them rapists, thugs, gangbangers, and you can't come over here and all this. Now he's about to give something to them too because he wants votes. So what are we going to do for our votes? Because my vote, like everybody else's, is for sale. And maybe that don't sound right, but everybody voted for sale. It's based on what you're going to do for me. So I will reserve to keep my vote tucked right into my pocket if nobody has anything to give to me, directly for me, to help me only. And that is the end of my politics section. I don't have an ad this week, but if you are a black business or a female-owned business, please reach out to me. I would love to try out some of your products, review them here on the show, and make a small ad for you. Uh, I really like to advertise things that I use, so so far that's all that's been on this show. I've never been paid for ad- advertisement or anything like that, but I really, really like to support things that I use and people that I care about. So if you got some good products, let me know. I told you I care about skincare. I care about looking cute. I love outfits. I like crop tops. I like to get my hair done. I like accessories, nails, feet, all that. So if you have any products, let me know. I would love to showcase them here on the show for next time. Thank you. Now, we're going to get into my look of the week segment. First up in look of the week is Cardi B. Now, Cardi's been gone for a minute, but she's back. I feel like she's been uh, living out in L.A. for a couple months now, and it's starting to show on her, like how she's dressed and how she's carrying herself, a little bit of her style. And Cardi is pictured here poolside in her nice Hollywood Hills home. Vintage Chanel dress. Y'all remember the Cirque collection. Tiffany blue, Birkin bag, jewels, and $30 Fashion Nova white pump. Now, nobody kills a high low like Cardi, and I like it that she does it in style okay she lets y'all know it's not always about spending the bag it's about looking cute okay so if you don't got the money for a Birkin you can get yourself a less expensive bag you can get those fashion over shoes you can get yourself a mini dress and you can stunt on that you know level of looking cute but Cardi just elevated hers with money you know so that's the only difference and I like it that Cardi just never forgets to do something and always gives us girls something that we can we want to hop right on it again. And that's, I think, part of her brand, part of what makes her so, like, enjoyable and what everyone endears her to people is that sort of stuff. So Cardi, keep up the good work. Also, an honorable mention for Look of the Week is going to go to Miss Culture. Culture just celebrated a birthday party, a very cute birthday party, good job, Cardi. The birthday party looks were incredible. I love how Mommy and Baby matched. But I'm including Culture in this Look of the Week because I saw a lot of slander online about her daddy, Offset, gifting her with a little pink Birkin. And I do not like it. I do not like it because, first of all, it's hate. Now, I know in the video, I saw the video like all of y'all, Culture put out the bag, she was having for a second, she threw it down. If you're talking about that she didn't want the bag, you don't know kids, okay? Because I've seen kids, I have a little sister. And this girl had the most presents on a Christmas. I will never forget this. The most presents out of everybody. And she opened all of them, even fucked around and opened some of my grandma's gifts, and sat on the side and was mad. And when somebody caught her looking mean, they were like, what's wrong? And she said, this is all I got. Kids are ungrateful. And the younger they are, the more frivolous. She probably would have fun with the box if you let her. So do not use it as a gauge to say, oh, she doesn't need this or this is unnecessary. Well, shut your broke mouth. Because like Cardi said later on, she cleared up, which I love. And that's why I brought this here to the show. Because I do not like it. I feel like y'all hate on black girls that live in luxury. I don't like it. Like Cardi said. It don't matter if the kid like it or not. If the kid want it or not. For a kid, they would want to run around in a diaper. But if I'm going to 
going to be fly and I'm going to be looking a certain way. And daddy is going to be out here looking a certain way, draped up and dripped down. Why do we have our baby looking anything but that? So if Offset is going to buy me a rainbow sermon of birth, why can't my baby have at least one or two or three to come out and have mommy and me moment? Hate it. Pure hate it. And you want to bring out everything else? Oh, you should be doing this. Your man should be doing that. Even you should be shutting up because uh, baby Stormy got Chanel bags and Birkins. Okay, I don't, I don't understand the hate. Keep your mouth closed. If if it's only like five, ten little black girls in the world that get to be that small with the Birkin, like we should be happy. It's not me. It's not my kid. Some little black girl can grow up in luxury. God damn, y'all are just haters. Take a day off. I too sing America, okay? I too want designer. If I just happen to have a child, that child should have designer too. Same thing. Next up, we have the beautiful and perfect skin. Shout out to her for that skincare class this week. Kristen. Kristen Earl Crawley and Don C in custom Dapper Dan Harlem looking like a black love photo from the 80s. It looked bomb, okay? The only thing that would have time warped this photo even more with one of them swap me back girls. But this is professional. And this is done in a way that it's going to be framed up in a nice gilded frame in their house for years to come. Their children and their grandchildren their great-grandchildren will see this picture and know that the Crawleys were fly. So, Kristen, again, she's my momspiration. Thank you for this picture. Donsi, thank you for making this moment happen. Y'all look beautiful. You look blessed with a rich black love. My epiphany. Now, my epiphany is like a travel blog slash mommy blog that I follow on Instagram because I really like her travel content. And I love to see, like I said, a black girl living in luxury, black girl traveling, doing her thing, looking just like herself. And this week, she came to slay with her friends in a COVID-approved couture-looking outfit. And they gave a nod to back in the 1820s, I believe it was, in the Spanish flu times when ladies was out there stunting with that Spanish flu chic as well. So I love this. And I've been trying to sprinkle it in because I feel like this is the new world we live in. And this could be here for the next two, three years. So we might need to embrace it. And if you got somewhere to go, you might have to get yourself a matching mask so you can look chic, so it can be seamless ensemble and not look thrown together. So great job, my epiphany. And I can't wait till the world opens back up so you can give me more travel info to aspire to because I love it. Last but certainly not least, we have the beautiful, the talented, the always slaying Kiki Palmer. Now, I featured this look because Miss Kiki Palmer, styled by Miss Kiki Kills, who I love, she's in a magazine recently wearing an Anna Kiki official blazer, and I think it had, like, angel wings or something like that. Really, the showstopper was her Beads by Ari-inspired earrings that have the picture frames. And I know if you are on Instagram or Twitter, you've seen it a lot. Um, but she had those earrings, and they had pictures of people that have recently been killed due to police brutality, like Ahmaud Aubrey, Breonna Taylor. George Floyd, etc. So I really love that and I love like because fashion is self-expression. It doesn't have to be frivolous, it doesn't have to be hoochie, it doesn't have to be um too upscale and out of reach. It can really convey messages and I love the way that Kiki and McKee conveyed this message. Like, yes, we're chic, yes, times move on, yes, I'm living in luxury or I can be fly, but these are the things that are on my mind and these are the things that I represent no matter what room, no matter what arena I'm in. This is me and these are the things that I care about. I will sort of wear on my sleeve, wear on my ear. So I love that Kiki did a job. And I heard that they canceled your show, but it don't matter because you always come back and you always do better than me. So I know something's coming your way. I'm just, whoo, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it for you. The money is coming your way. Just drop some.
come off of me too, all right? On the way to your house, they're going to come to my house too. So you got it, girl. Never be discouraged. And that is that for my look of the week segment. If you would like to be featured for the look of the week, um, because I can only scroll so much. I got a regular life. I try to prepare for this show. I try to help around the house, whatever, whatever. So if you have some fly looks that you want me to include, please hit my DM, Tam Not Tammy, or at Watch Time for Time. And you could end up here on the show. Just let me know. And make sure that you tag or at least tell me who you're wearing so I can mention it here because it's kind of boring if I can't tell the girls what you're wearing, who it's from, you know? So just be on the learning. But look of the week, inbox me. To get into my favorite, favorite, favorite part of the show, 106 and Parkway. And this week, I have a new album by one of my favorite artists who hasn't, like, dropped in a while, Kyle. Now, this person used to be, like, Kid Kyle or Super Duper Kyle. He used to be a lot of things, and I listened to him. Like the first song I loved by Kyle, it was uh, that Oceans Project, and I used to listen to Pandora at my job. And it was like, I'm an inventor, I just posted, got done hitting my whole chick. I loved that song, and it made me go and download the whole Kyle Project, and I used to listen to it in my car all the time when I commute. So me and Kyle like have a special relationship because you know when you commute, them really be your songs. So I'm so excited to introduce. When I'm Famous, the 12 songs by the great just Kyle now. Not Super Duper Kyle, but just Kyle, all songs. Now, first song is Bouncing. And I, I just, I like this whole project. But Bouncing is a different type of vibe. It has a lot of bars that I like too. So it's like, uh, somebody better tell the girl to be up. Ooh, I feel like that. And then he's like, I don't want no plastic bitch. If she wasn't with me when a nigga ate off plastic plates, and I don't wear no plastic tape. Wear my new chain, that shit like a fountain. Shout out to my mom and my accountant. Now the check's the only thing that's not bouncing. Like, yes, Kyle. I love the rich bars from Kyle because you deserve it. You worked hard. I'm proud of you, Kyle. Oh, and I saw Kyle at the real, no, 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 not the real show. But it was the real street festival. And he did a great job. He sung one of my favorite songs, No One I Fall In Love. So, Kyle, I'm just so happy for you. And speaking of money bars, we got Money Now featuring Tyga and Johnny Yukon. He's like, look at me, I'll get it, Money Now. Great song. Drive around song is very cool. Girls featuring Rico Nasty. Now, this song is fire. You know I love Rico. And it's the remix of Girls. All I really want is It's so, you already know that Rico Nasty killed that. And Kyle sparks it off with like, because I'm rich in real life, not just Instagram. Rico nasty. Rico, if you're not girl, you know you can't have girl. But Rico kills it. She's like, if you're not cashing out, don't tell me how much to spend. Uh, boys are annoying, hella clingy. I never wanted, I never needed boys. Need a real nigga, not a boy. Period. Exclamation. Search bars. Like, it's a word. Rico never disappoints me, though. And this song is great. I would love to see a Rico Kyle tour because I feel like they have different vibes with sort of maybe the same sort of fan base. And I think that would be really. Rico and Kyle think about that when the world will be back up. We got Yes featuring Rich the Kid and K Camp, and Kyle's like, Your girl in good hands, my crib like all stage. And then it just continues. Um, Forget featuring Trippy Red, Ian Dior, and the drums. And it's like sort of a breakup song. It's like, I swear to God, I'm so over you. And it's a good song, though. So go check it out if you are in that breakup vibe. If you're in that fuck breakup vibe right now, go listen to that song if you want to. Um, over it. Like, Summer Walker, but not to be confused. It's like, leave me alone, girl. Stop calling my phone, girl. Uh, 
it's just like when you over it kind of like when somebody doesn't want you until you make it so Kyla's like I bet you know you thirsty you're gonna be FaceTiming me make it like oh I always knew you would make it like just just do it too much okay because girl where were you at you wasn't with me shooting at the chick so it's like you need to take it you know it yet what I did that what it is it's kind of a sad song and it's like somebody left kid Kyle and he's like if you're happier with him you know I guess it's all that matters I guess it is what it is okay I don't care what people say but you can tell Kyle is sad and then the son featuring Bryson Tiller and Rafael Sadiq and this song is like you're going through a bad spot in your relationship like maybe y'all been fighting a lot or it's been a lot of like tumultuous things going on and you just want to get back into your good place kind of like Ariana Grande's Honeymoon Avenue it's like that but from Kyle Kyle's like so if I find a song get back and who better to pick on a get your girl back song than Bryson Tiller and the OG Rafael Sadiq he did that Kyle Bye Bye is like a song uh you gotta grow up and like leave your friends behind sometime and leave behind everything that you knew so you can go out there and like figure out who you are and make your plans come to life so that's what Bye is about and then last but not least it's that in the outro by Mr. Man and I think that was a good friend of Kyle's and he was telling him like you always have that KID spirit just keep being carefree keep being you bro and like you'll always be straight you'll always be cool I believe that because Kyle's songs are always so fun he never takes himself too serious even on his more serious songs it was like there's still a little vibe there of like you said just carefree and childlike and I think that's going to carry Kyle through um from like I said oceans to just a picture to uh don't want to fall in love and now this Kyle you have a great discography um I know people compare you a lot to other singer rapper type people but I think you have your complete own lane just because of your sound and your style so don't ever 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 let somebody compare you to someone else nobody's doing it like you and just the creativity the funness it probably has a lot to do with you being from like a deep city in California too but yeah, I just, I love it. I want to see more. And from what I saw at that music festival, I would really like to see you on your own tour. I would probably have to be smaller, especially considering like the new way that the world is going. But I would love to see like a more intimate, small, like, super fun, beach ball throwing, bright color wearing tour from Kyle. So it'd be great. Love the project. Can't wait to see what you do with it. And the visual behind this, because you always do great with music videos. So I can't wait to see which one of these get videos and how it turns out. Great job, Kyle. Next. We have Chilombo Deluxe by Janae Aiko. Janae Aiko released Chilombo earlier in the year. Could have even been late last year, but that's what I consider it's been very long, very time warped. But anyways, we reviewed the whole 20-song album at length here on the show. We went into detail each of the songs. So this deluxe version, she got nine new ones, some remixes on the other songs, but they're all great. And we're going to start out with Above and Beyond. Now, she has two versions of Above and Beyond. The first one is a piano version. It's even sadder than the regular version. So if you're really fucked up in your feelings, go ahead and listen to that piano version. If you're just a little sad and you you, you want to vibe or something, listen to that other version because we do not want you driving your car down a rainy road, flipping off the side of nothing in your feelings behind Janae Aiko and this piano version because it will, it will take you to a place you don't want to go. But Above and Beyond. Above and Beyond is that classic Janae Aiko because she's talking, and we all know I talked about at length on the show that she's like a rapper. So she goes into it with those type of poetry bars. Also, Janae is a po poet. I forgot. A long time ago in Hollywood, at some like weird coffee shop poetry slam thingy, I saw Janae Aiko and she was doing poetry. And it was fire, okay? I think I was kind of too young to be in there, so I was trying to lay low and be in the back like with the people I came with. But she is a poet, and that's why we get these more rap-sounding 
like yesterday. I remember the night. I saw you driving by. You had a bitch in your passenger side. I called your phone and you just denied me. Really surprising. That wasn't like you. I thought you liked me. And then she's like, where did all your feelings go? Girl, because you were sick. Because I feel like a lot of cute, nice, wholesome girls get into this situation with a certain type of man. And not even a certain type of man, because it seems like all we all, even the losers be a man about town now with a cell phone and a dating app or a social media account or whatever. All y'all niggas is Hugh Hefner. So it is very interesting that, like, yeah, you will be. Uh, sweet Janae thought y'all was taking this for us. She thought y'all was going to be friends and y'all was building. And you out with the next girl that's giving it up in your car, flipping the slide around the city. It's just a lot, and it's unnecessary. Like, y'all could be 100 at the beginning and be like, look, I'm feeling you, but, you know, I move around a certain way out here, and I can't just really, like, lock one person down. So I like spending time with you. I'm cool with you, and I feel like if we get to a certain point, then, yeah, I can let all this other stuff go. But right now, I got to do me, girl. Then we could accept that, but y'all don't do that because you like to have your cake and eat it, too, and have McDonald's after that. So it's, it's just sad. If I ever, ever, ever decide to have children, and God just so happens to bless me with a daughter. Like, she's going to be cold in these streets. Because I'm giving no type of, no, let's stay together energy. No, oh, he don't like me energy. No. Because y'all are moving out here like assassins. And I want my daughter to be able to move through Assassin's Creed. You know what I'm talking about? Because the pitfalls, it's just y'all lying. I got to understand it. It's annoying to me. And I feel like I'm popping. So you lying to me like you just blocking my chances of me being popping with somebody else. Like you could have been 100 you going to fly with this girl. I could be out with somebody else. That ain't no big deal. But y'all don't want to do that. Ugh, ugh, just bothers me. Above and beyond, real, real sad. Then, BS. The BS was my favorite track on the Chalumbo Project originally featuring her. And then Kalani came back. And I told y'all during that time, I wanted... A Kalani, her, Janae, track, collab, because I feel like all those vibes go together very seamlessly, and that would be some of the most epic music we have got from these ladies. I feel like Janae, somebody heard me, and they put Kalani on the BS meter. Kalani came with the bars. Kalani, I'll come with the bars, but she wasn't playing on this one. Back on tequila, back on strippers, back on groupie hoes. She talking to you, IG. She is talking to you. And it's just, it's hilarious to me. Cause yeah, like you back on that bullshit, and I'm back doing me. Cause I was good before you came, and now you just gonna go back to being a wreck, and I'm gonna elevate. Thank you, Kalani. Thank you so much. I like it. Cause I told you I did not feel that I hate the club. You bet not be staying out no club because of this weekend for you. So I like this. I need you in your new house, your new farm mansion, living the life. Okay, rich mama, auntie vibes. Okay, maybe you can come out with your own wine. Kalani supermarket, Kalani co-op, I don't know. But we're gonna throw the trash in the trash. I love this. Janae, not to be outdone, comes back. I'm back and I'm better. Can't name a bitch on my level. Ain't no question I'm a legend, baby. Don't ever forget it. When you see me rolling in this rose gold, so cold, oh no, can't fuck with lames like you no more. You out, I don't need you. I'm fine. And I've been that. I'm continuously so. Are you loud? Fuck with your hoes. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. Maybe you're going to be homeless. And my business. Back on my BS. Remix. With Kalani. Bomb. Also, I saw a tweet that Kalani said the original verse that was on the song wasn't supposed to be the one. So I'm confused. Like, I don't know if what I heard. Like, I don't know. I wish we could have both versions up so I could do an analysis. 
and then I can decide like which one I like better. But I love which one they put up, so I mad at it. Move over to All Good. All Good is... I feel like All Good was made for girls like me. And it's very interesting because Janae Aiko is also a Pisces, and I don't really know a lot about astrology to get into it, but I know that fellow signs are kindred spirits a lot of times. And All Good, like a storm has not hit me like All Good did in a while. Because she starts off the song, why would you let me hurt you so bad? Why would you let me hit you so bad? Something I do not understand. Dealing with a delicate man, like you niggas are bitches. Everything I ever heard about females growing up seems to really be about y'all. Like I heard old oh, women always complain, boy, these men be complaining from the internet to real life, complaining like they about to cry, complaining, complaining about shit that ain't got to do with them, complaining. They feel like it's their right to complain. Being emotional. I see so many men get in their feelings and it causes bigger problems. Like it causes them to get violent with people. It causes niggas to get arrested. All types of stuff just because you was in your feelings a little bit too, too deep. Like where is the manliness? All the stuff that I was taught, oh, like men is hard. Men don't cry. Men can handle stuff. Oh, men are logical. Well, I don't be seeing that for my generation of men. And maybe it's because y'all was raised by your mamas. I don't know. But it's a lot of feelings. Like it's hard for me to deal with. I don't, I shun my emotions. Like, I go out of my way to cry in private, to not let my emotions affect my work or my decision making. Like, no. If I get upset in front of somebody, I want to leave. I don't even want to cry in nobody's face. Like, I'm keeping the feelings tucked in, locked in, deep inside. But you niggas is wearing them out like necklaces. It's embarrassing. It's, ugh, I don't know. You don't even want to date a girl sometimes. Are you supposed to cry, bro? What? All good. Listen to me. Come on. Come on is a super, super sexy song. Wow, Janae has come a long way from Wait No More Janae, and this song is a sexy song. Come on, go listen to it. We move over to On The Way featuring Mila J. Now, I'm an L.A. girl, so I grew up on Mila J. Mila J used to be in the in a girl group, and I saw them on tour, at one of the screen tours. And then Mila J was like a solo artist, and she would make songs for Marcus Houston, and she had her own songs. Like, Mila J just been that girl for a long time. And if you Google her, they're... The material is there. The evidence is there. Mila J been with her grind. So, and I think she's signed to Motown now, and that's where her newer music comes out on, like, We Smoke, Are We Drink, Are We Break Up, all them songs. So, Mila is now finally, finally, finally on a song with Janae, and it's a super sexy song, like they said on Twitter, a Pisces and a Scorpio. Sexy motherfuckers. And it's, wow, I, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to do a video to this, because Mila's a very good dancer, and this is the first video I ever saw Janae like doing choreography in, so I would pass out and die if I got to see the sisters doing some type of choreography together. That'd be bomb. Bomb, bomb, bomb. But and Mila on the song says, I blow shotguns while I ride it. Inhale the smoke while you're inside it. Like that's how nasty this song is. So go check it out. Support the sisters and go listen to Mila's music individually because it's very, very good. So check her out, Mila J. Trying to smoke featuring Chris Brown and the OG smoker from LA, Snoop Dogg. This is as fun as the first version of the song. I think it's great that she included Chris Brown and Snoop Dogg because like the version of the song is, I want to call the flow, tell them roll up on right now. So it's cool that she got them. I feel like her and Chris go way, way, way back, back in the day. And all their songs together are pretty much hits. And then a Snoop Dogg collab is just what gets more LA than that. And a long time ago, before Janae even got all of her more like, worldly global nor notoriety she was on snoop dogg's podcast and they were talking about it and how his daughter and his wife introduced 
him to Janae's music. So it's a great full circle moment for that. I love it. And go get into the song. I'm trying to play. Down Again, featuring Wiz Khalifa, is such a fun song. Even with them in the song, like doing a little banter. I'm Khalifa. Hi, I'm Janae. So cute. And it's like, I'm going to get the bag, I'm going to get the bag, give money while you mag, going to make me laugh. It's, I'm sure it's a fun song. Happy to hear Wiz Khalifa back in some fun music. I'm looking forward to his personal projects that I hear is coming out, so fingers crossed for that. We're looking forward to that. And then last on the deluxe additional track on this is Summer 2020. And it has that L.A. beat. I do not know the name of it, but it used to play every morning. If you're from L.A. and your mom like listen to the radio or see you party, take me to school, you know what I'm talking about. It's that like I don't know how to do it but y'all know what I'm talking about when you hear it and it's just I think that's a song that a lot of people used to be reflective of that beat and she's like times are changing strangers getting stranger a generation faced with genocide and we all know she's talking about black people and she's like filled with filled with uh trying to make it through my pain and anger and then I look in my baby's eyes and she's talking about Janae so very sweet song, reflective, and, you know, very on point for the time. So go check it out. Chalombo Deluxe did not disappoint in no way, shape, or form. Kind of sucks that we didn't get videos for certain songs, but I get it. It's the climate we're living in now. But like I said, I would love to see Mila and Janae in some type of dance situation. So make it happen. Fingers crossed for us. And thank you for this Chalombo response. Okay. Over into the singles. For the singles, I have about seven. I want to go through them real quick. The first one is Let's Be Honest by Malibu Mitch. Malibu Mitch is so, so popular. She's a New York rapper. Um, I didn't know a lot about her music. I followed her more because I would see like her fashion and stuff on Instagram. And then I found out later on that she was a rapper. So I started to listen to her rap and I really like it. And this is one of her newer songs. Malibu Mitch has one of those voices. You know, I'm always talking about Ruby Rose's tone on this show and how good it is. Malibu Mitch's tone is on that level and she's a New Yorker. So the tone and the accent is just rap magic go listen to let's be honest right now and malibu mitch kind of does more real rap if you want to call it that too like so even i think guys would be cool with listening to malibu mitch go check her out pop out by t dollar sign nine this is an artist i found on social media he's from san bernardino he's new he's young um his music is very very good i think if he figures out some type of way to embody a sound that is like new and is not the sound that is popular and that's on the radio right now, I think he could be superstar because he has a lot of talent and he's good at picking beats, he's good at arranging his songs and stuff like that. Whatever system that he's doing to come out with the music he already has is great. But I think once he determines a sound, and maybe it has to do with like where he's from or something, I don't know. But once he figures out a sound that is uniquely his own, the kid's out of here. So go check him out so you can tell everybody who's listening to him before he got famous. T, Dallas Line 9, it's on Apple Music. Bitch, I'm the Man by LaKaylee47. I went to the acrylic tour, so I love me some LaKaylee. And this song, LaKaylee makes, like, that fashion show Vogue music. You know what I'm talking about? I love it. So go check her out. Right away, support her. Outside by Yvette. Now, I knew nothing, nothing, nothing about Yvette. I think that she's a brand new rapper, but I found her on Twitter. And she kind of went viral because she posted this little, I think it's like a thriller, or it could have been a TikTok. Who knows? I'm getting old. But anyways, it's one of those short videos. And she was like, my man sleeps, so you know we outside, ho. And she's like, we popping, just don't put me on your grandma. <laughs> I love the song. But please go support Yvette. It's not on Apple Music right now. It's only on 
YouTube, but I think if we can like run the streets and get Edessa some support, you can get over to Apple Music too, and then maybe we can get her charting. Like even if it's top 100, top 50, we can get Yvette charting because the song is popping, the song is hilarious. Cannot wait to see more from Yvette, and I would love to see some music videos from her. And as it is my aspiration to direct music videos, Yvette, if you see this, uh, holler at me. I'm available, and I will not charge you any money because I really, really love your music, and I would love the opportunity to work with you. So outside, Yvette, check it out. Run the streets up right now. Snack by Kiki Palmer. Kiki Palmer is back, and she loves, 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 looking like a snack, being a snack, etc. This is more of her poppy music. I don't know if I already covered this song. I could have. No, I think it was six. But go listen to Snack. Snack is out on all stream platforms right now, and it's fire. Check it out, Kiki Palmer. Dying for your love, Snoo Allegra. Now, Snoo Allegra is the I want you around girl. She's real sultry, shot in do type of vibes. But Snoo Allegra came out with Dying for Your Love, and it was a beautiful R&B song. Check it out. Listen to it while you're showering, while you're cooking, while you got to do some sexy things or something. I don't know, but it's a great song. And last but not least, we have the incredible Alex Isley, Maisco, and Jack Don with Wood and Plenty. Now, I was introduced to Alex Isley because of the On To You song. I found it on Apple Music, and I love her music. And it's I think it's because it's super L.A. She's like, on Crenshaw now, on most of your house. So it made me just like her and download a bunch of her music. So this, I'm so excited for. Great song. Fantastic. Please go run the streams up right now because I want Alex to have elevation. And if you like Hate the Club with Kaylani, that was also Mesco. He sprinkled that magic in there. So go check out Good and Plenty. Available everywhere right now. And that is it for what is it for talking about. Alright, this week I got kind of a special treat for you all. I got the pleasure of interviewing a brand new artist who goes by the name of Just. Uh, he's a fashion designer as well. That's kind of how I found him on the Watch Time for Time page for fashion. But he's coming out with an EP uh, shortly. And he sent me two of the songs. And I kind of been vibing to him all day. So I hope you enjoy this interview with Just. And listen to his music. I'm going to review the full project on here next week when it comes out. But I just wanted to talk to him before. And he was very nice. So I hope you all enjoyed the interview. And let me know what you think in the comments. So my artist's name is Just. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I listened to both songs. I love the songs. So before Thank we get started about the songs, let's talk about what made you want to kind of maybe not switch because I feel like all art is intertwined and fashion and music go really good hand in hand. So what yeah. about um, music just drew your attention and made you like, okay, I can do this and fashion? Um, it started off like when my friends, like my, my bros from back home were doing music. And, like, I was just, like, the fashion kid. So I was trying to, like, help them out a lot with things. And I just got curious. Like, I'm a curious artist. So I just tried to, like, do it. And the first time, like, I did my first song, it was cool. Um, and it got a little frustrating. So I, like, I like challenges. So I kind of started doing it. And it was kind of, like, just therapeutic for me, um, like, after my grandmother passed away. So I just started falling into music like that. And I just, like, kept practicing for, like, the past two and a half, three years. Okay, that's very cool. Because I feel like as a designer, uh, there can be a lot of pressure, right? And especially with fashion, it's like you got to keep up with a lot. It's a lot of deadlines. People kind of just see the end product and they might not see it. it took you months or it took you days to make that one thing. And it's yeah. not it hold a lot of you in it. Once I wear it, it's my thing. But your music, you can really get out everything you want to say and share exactly. more of yourself. So that makes sense why you took it as an outlet with your grandma passing away. Uh, was Definitely. that like a big shift in your life with your grandma, a big part of your family? I know my black family, my grandma's like big mama from soul food. She's everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you already know. Um, yeah, like it, it's crazy because she's actually the reason why I, I fell into fashion. She used to like make clothes for like my family members and like my my aunts and my mom when they were younger. So um, she was like afraid to open up her own like store coming from Haiti, okay. um, from our country. And like I just used to get in trouble for playing on her machine all the time. Like she used to give me beatings and stuff because I used to like I never used to listen. So I guess like just kind of like going against the grain. I just started like it caused me to be curious, you know. Okay. And I just started like making clothes from there. Um, it took a while though. Okay. It was, it was a lot. But. I see where that like hunger and that passion comes from. If you're a child of immigrants or you grow up around people that came to this country for a better life, it gives you a different type of fight, a different type of hustle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Different mm-hmm. person. So I see that's why you got your hand to everything. Like whatever's gonna pop, I'm gonna make it happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just always feel the need to express myself in any way possible. So like music and designers are they like extensions of myself. Mm-hmm. That okay. makes sense. So I listen to these songs and I don't uh hear a lot of Haitian influence. So I want to ask you, where are you from? Are you from New York? Yeah, I'm from New York. I grew up in Brooklyn. I was born and raised in Brooklyn um, for half of my life. And then I moved to Long Island, um, okay. like right before high school. Okay. So I got like a balance between like the suburbs and the city, city life. Nice. nice. So you got both sides of it. So you understand. And I know in the black community, that kind of makes you like a unicorn type of person because it's yeah. like you're not hood enough for the hood kids and you're not square enough for the square kids. So you got to make your own lane. That's a fact. I, and that's definitely, I, ha, I have a good balance between like, um, like, you know, the different type of people that are in my life, you know, but um, I just wanted to create my own lane and like kind of just have a voice for people who, to show people it's okay to be vulnerable too, like coming from the hood. Like, I don't, it always got to be that like gangster stuff, you know what I mean? Yes, like nobody's hard all the time. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody got a soft side, even if they don't show it, you know? Yeah. So I think your your first song that kind of talks about more of your, uh, which you might experience anywhere in the world, from the hood to the suburbs to corporate offices, is like that fake love. Mm-hmm. And just, uh, I like how you opened up the song because I'm like sort of a more of a loner person. Like I'm cool with a lot of people, but I prefer my own company and I prefer like the few people I'm close to than being in big crowds. So I felt you when you're like, I prefer to be alone and have a bunch of fake friends because yeah, yeah. where does that get you? And I feel like in our society now, our age group and everything with social media, like that's what people base their life about is like how many people fake like me mm-hmm. literally that's yeah. literally it to the T so so I like the song a lot and I want to talk about maybe what inspired you to make this song that's just my take on it like but what, yeah. made, what made you make the song thank you for that um honestly like I heard the beat and those are like the first sent the first line where I said I don't do that fake love I'd rather have no friends like that was literally the first thing that came to my mind, like when I when I just listened to that beat, um, and I just like I'm always talking to my friends about like, you know, sometimes like people might show you that they're rocking with you, and like especially in New York, like it's it's a gritty city out here, so sometimes it's either like you get support or you get no support at all, or you might be in between and get like fake love. So I just wanted to like kind of voice my opinion on like fake love, and I don't really want that. Like it's either you rocking with me or you're not. And like I'm I- like yeah. Yeah, I'm growing up in LA. I know all about it, okay? Because if you're popping yeah. or you got a cool friend, everybody want to be your friend. And then they don't see yes, you on exactly. Instagram with that person no more. Are you cold? We don't want you no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know how it goes over there. It's cold. So I like your other song too, Just a Fear. And I yeah. the way that you're titling the songs too, I think you're on your way to making some type of EP or project, but I don't want to give it away if you are. No, nah, I, I am. Know. The EP is dropping. <laughs> okay, cool. So I I love that you're like, uh, the just fear and you're talking about all of those things and how it can make you feel and how it can stop you so tell me a little bit about just fear and what inspired that song for you 
Um, the song Fear, like, it's funny. I was just going through, like, a hard time when I recorded it. Like, it was, I was going through a lot of obstacles, like, within myself, trying to, like, figure my life out. Um, just, like, the environment that I was in at home at the time. And I just, I honestly, a lot of the songs that I create, I just, like, pour my emotions onto it. I don't really, like, give it too much thought sometimes. So that song, I kind of, like, I recorded that within, like, 30 minutes. I literally just, like, was talking on talking on it. And I was just speaking about how, like, people in my environment, like, I've, I've witnessed people have, like, so much potential and talents to do something. But like they they didn't follow through with it because they were afraid. Like maybe they were afraid of like becoming successful. They were afraid of the obstacles. Um, so I just wanted to kind of highlight that and kind of like call people out that I'm that I'm like cool with to let them know that sometimes like you gotta push yourself to do a little bit more and that like there's always gonna be obstacles, but you always can overcome it if you put your mind to it. So that was just kind of like the message. Okay, I like that a lot. And I think again in our community, that's a big thing. Uh when you grow up in a lower socioeconomic place like people want to call it the hood or the ghetto or whatever i grew up seeing a lot of talent too a lot of smart people a lot of people that could probably rap and sing a lot of athletes and it's like you sort of get i don't know if you talk yourself out of it or if it's your environment too but it's like if you're not the best one if you're not already beyonce then you're not shit so you might as well yeah. not try type of thing and it's like yeah. well everybody gotta work on it you gotta hone your talent you gotta get a little better like if you can't have one exactly. thing you can't have a million but it's exactly. like people be like, no, nah, fuck that. I ain't about to do it at all. If I'm not gonna be the hardest one, period. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing too. Like I I don't think that like you have to be the best at what you do. Like I don't think I'm like the best at what I do, but like I, I just know that I give like a hundred percent into what I feel. Like so that's what sets me aside, you know what I mean? And uh I, I want people to be able to like listen to this project, like this EP that I'm about to drop and honestly like look themselves in the mirror and say like yo I'm that nigga or I'm that I'm that girl like I could do whatever I want no matter who's telling me what but it's about like being humble too because mm -hmm. a lot of people you know they fold it themselves like they they fold it themselves stuff like that so it's just sometimes you got to be realistic but at the end of the day like I feel like nowadays with social media we have all the resources to like get where we want so I want to be able to kind of just like present that to my to my friends and my peers I love that. And I think with young people and people that come from a certain area, it's way easier to do something when you see somebody that you know or when you see somebody like you do it from scratch. Because a yeah, lot of yeah. times, especially with social media and the internet, we see a lot of finished product or we see what we think is behind the scenes, but it's really like, oh, they was already on, they already have money and they walking me around exactly. the house. They're not getting to see nobody in the trenches. So they don't feel that. And I have a younger brother and sister, they're teenagers, and they just think that life, you just get on like, oh, I could go buy Viral. oh I could go out I could do this or I could do that and then I'm on and it's like that's not how it worked it took people years to get viral it took you got to have some talent and work and then you go viral like it's not like that sometimes yeah. so, and then you got the people who, who you know blow up overnight but I don't I don't try to use like there's no blueprint to it I think like people try to like follow blueprints of other people's life and they get frustrated when it's not happening for them and I, I had to take the time out to like sit with myself and understand that I got to do it my own way. So that's why I just like blended like the music and the fashion together because it's organic. Like I'm not forcing anything. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I am like a 90s kid. So I feel like uh, I kind of lived through a little bit of that time when they use black culture in our music as like a mascot for things and for products. So mm -hmm. I'm really excited about the possibility of a person like you coming about and it's like, oh, I'm showing my clothes and I'm going to play my music. While yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. And this is an authentic thing. Like you said, like maybe my music inspires the clothes or my clothes inspire the music or whatever, but it's a symbiotic relationship and it's all me. And it's not like I'm mascotting it out here. Or I'm being exactly. there 
version of a black person that's presentable in fashion because you already know what fashion is like you got to be the streetwear black guy or you got to be the suit and tie black guy yeah. and it's like no i'm gonna be me i'm gonna be I'm me gonna in be all me. arenas exactly that's exactly what i'm trying to do you so, get it yeah so and i like it a lot uh, what would you say uh, is going to be like the vibe of your project i i call it daydream music okay daydream music so it's like it's just like a reflection of of oneself um kind of like a futuristic vibe um so it's like you could either like think about the past or like think about the future but it's more so just acknowledging your emotions like heart heartbreaks um me as like a fashion designer uh stuff like that so i, I would consider it just like daydream music it's just like a journal a journal of my experiences and thoughts or other people's experiences that i that i'm close with I would say that doing both of these jobs puts you in the the visionary category. And I don't know yeah. if you're familiar with like the visionary book for fashion that costs all that money. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, that's sort of the thing that you're trying to do is because I see all this stuff in my mind and I have all my experiences. I yeah, yeah. express myself through music and I'm expressing myself through clothes. And then maybe down the line, you'll express yourself in the music video that you put out. Of course, and, that's and coming too all of that stuff. So I think your fashion roots will help in that because you can create uh, fashion sort of teaches you how to create a world and mm -hmm. create food for things. And I think a lot of times with artists, they have their vibe and they have their music and they get put into a world. So yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, we really like your music and we think you could fit in with this. So this is the stuff we're gonna put around you where yeah. you're able to control that yourself because you're handling all the creative aspects. You're literally taking the words like right out of my mouth. <laughs> That's cool. Literally, literally. I'm glad I got a good understanding because I really like the music and I think the clothes are cool. And you bring a Brooklyn kid, how does that impact your music? Because Brooklyn, home of hip hop, and your music is kind oh, yeah. of, it's, it's not soft at all. Like the subject matter is not soft, but the sound is a lot softer than like a Long Island Wu Tang Clan or a Brooklyn Biggie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've seen a lot of stuff like, in in Brooklyn and Long Island growing up, like, you know, like when you, when you grow and people think like certain parts of Long like Long Island is is like, you know, it's just the suburbs and it's not like there's they, it could get gritty in Long Island too. You know what I mean? Um I just I don't know. There's so much like emotions that go into like coming from where where we come from out here in New York. Like you you grow up really fast, like in the street, like out here and you don't even have to be in the streets. It's just the experiences like when you're young, you just gotta like be an adult at a young age. So I feel like me being able to see things at a young age and kind of like experiencing life in the city to the suburbs and like slowing my life down a little bit, I, I just feel like I needed to like express and articulate like my emotions or like my thoughts in a, in a way that everybody will get it. Like if you, if you're in the streets, you're going to get it. Like if you're an emotional person, you're going, you're going to get it. And uh, a lot of people aren't open to like expressing their emotions to people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I kind of want this project to, to like sit with people and say like, damn, like this is kind of like therapeutic for me, but I don't got to talk to nobody about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, cause you're like I'm saying, like your lyrics and stuff is very hard and it's very real, yeah. but the sound is like way more relaxing. So it's like, I might be able to sit and listen to your music around a bunch of older people and they don't feel offended as they would if I'm listening to some Biggie or some yeah, yeah. or rap, like they wouldn't catch it, but they, oh, I like this song or this is nice or they might. I think yeah, it's it's, I can't, I can't really like put uh, an exact like depiction of why it's just more so what I feel like. I just, I just want to talk about real shit, but I don't got to say it like in a way where like I'm throwing it at people. It's like, I want people to kind of like get drawn to me, 
You know what I mean? I don't want to force stuff. Like, I don't like forcing nothing. Yeah. So I want to, you know, it's like letting people's guard down a little bit when you when you approach it in a softer way. Yeah, and like you said, it don't have to be always aggressive. And that's yeah. like part of even what's associated with the black man. It's like when they do tell you about your, their feelings, it's out of anger. Exactly. It's because it's like, I just want to talk and I just want to lay all this out. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, very cool. So how many songs do you think you're going to have on this EP? Oh, the EP is done. Like, it's, it's uploaded and everything. It's, it's going to drop on Friday, July 24th. So, okay. Um, yeah, it's gonna. It's called the New. York, it's called the New York Love Story. Okay. Um, and it consists of eight eight songs. Um, I got one feature on there. Um, from from a good friend. Her name is Amber Simone from Buffalo. Like she's lit. Okay. Okay, she's I'll dope. look her up. No, like, look her up. She's she's up next. And she's a singer or a rapper or. She's a singer. Okay. She's, she's, she has a beautiful voice too. Amber Simone. Okay. Yeah, she's making noise. Are you going to do any of your, any visuals for this? I know we're in the time of Corona and it's very hard. Oh yeah. The music video is done. Okay. Like, nice. Yeah. I, I've been on it. Like the past couple of weeks I've been on it. And I love a music video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, and it's funny cause the vibe is like a Brooklyn like setting, you know, like kind of like a nineties vibe, early two thousands vibe. And um, it, it's a video for fake love. Okay. Actually, that I sent you. So. Nice. I think you're gonna like it a lot. Well, I'm very excited about this. Is the project gonna be on all platforms like Apple Music, well, Spotify? Everything. All everything. right. Yeah, Apple Music, Spotify, the title, um, every like Amazon Music, Pandora. Very, very cool. And yeah. I talk about fashion on a separate show as well. So, mm-hmm. what's going on with your fashion? I know Fashion Week has been shut down. Things have been crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now people are doing digital. So, do you think that'll like open up a lane for a younger entrepreneurial fashion person like yourself? That like, I don't got to present on this grand stage. Maybe I can yeah. digital and make some noise with that. I, I honestly like I've been on that like digital marketing and like that media stuff because I feel like just growing up because you know when we were in the '90s, like going into the early 2000s, like my age group, we didn't have that. No. So we we actually transitioned into that period with while everything was developing, and I think it's still cool because we still we're still like very hands on at the same time. So I'm trying to figure out ways to like incorporate like that nostalgic feeling from like the early 2000s, like when we were young, but at the same time still presenting my ideas like through digital marketing. So I'm gonna just be putting out a lot of like um, small collections this year and doing like a lot of visuals or um, like just campaigns that's like appealing to the eye. Okay. And then since you're going to be an artist now, musician, do you already or have you considered sending your clothes out, getting your clothes on other people so you can be pushing both at the same time? Like maybe you're yeah. going to put Amber in some of your clothes and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's happening now. Um, like, I, I don't want to like speak on stuff yet because I'm the type of person I, I like to just let things happen. But I, I've, been, I've, been, I've, been happen, I've been having a lot of uh, opportunities here and there where I get stuff sent okay. to people. So in, in due time, like God willing, is going gonna, is gonna to happen. Well, I believe. I think that you have all the tools, all the talent. The music is great. So Thank I you. can't wait to see this visual. And I'm definitely going to review your full project on this show. Thank and I'll you. do it after it comes out. But this interview is going to be on this week's episode. And okay. is there anything else you want to share before the project comes out? Because I might try to follow up with you after. But yeah, is there yeah, anything you else you want to share before? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to definitely talk after the fact, too. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I just a lot of a lot of times, like in the past, I was like doubting myself. Like this, is, like the first time I could say, like I'm putting out a project that I'm like fully confident about, even more than my clothes, because it's like more like emotional for me. But 
a lot of people not and not to like bash nobody or nothing but a lot of people were telling me like you know yo justin you should like focus on your clothes like you should just like focus on one thing it's not good to dabble into different things but i'm being honest in our generation today everything goes hand in hand and i think that like sometimes people might not get it if either they're not capable of doing it or they might not do it in vision your your vision but like to all the artists out there like i always tell my friends like yo if you if you're a singer and this, that, and the third, you could do it. Like, just do it. Because there's no rule. Like I said, there's no blueprint to anything. And, I wanna, and I'm and i not afraid to, like, step out my comfort zone. So, like, I, I just took the risk of, like, putting out my first project. And I just, I've been getting a lot of love for, from from people in my city and, and all around. So I'm, I'm, like, thankful to have, like, a great support system. But I'm also, like, thankful that I was able to push myself even, like, past, like, you know, people telling me, like, you should do it. Because, you know, when you respect people's opinions sometimes, you 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 kind of like follow what they say, but I just learned to just follow my intuition. Like my intuition never steers me wrong, like ever. I agree. And I think that when you're an artist, I've talked about this on my show before, uh, when I was covering a project by The Dream, like The Dream now is getting into fashion and he's going to fashion school. Mm-hmm. And I, I like, like with croquis and stuff on his page, or I'll see him with the pattern. And I, I think it's very interesting that, yeah, we did grow up in a time where we went through a technological shift and we were yeah. like front seat, we were a part of it. We went from having dial up in our house to everything being high speed right. and stuff being everywhere. So it's like people that are a little bit older generation before us, like of The Dream, people probably did say, look, bro, if you want to be popping at this, you got to go all in with this. And you might be a painter, you might be a great fashion person, all of it, but you can't do that. You can only do this because people only going to accept this. Well, now we're in a time where there are the Rihannas of the world and different people that have their hand in everything and do a good job with music too. So I don't think that you have to limit yourself coming out like, oh, I'm this person and I do this. I think when you're an artist, it's all encompassing. And like, fuck it, if you want to paint a picture after, you should be able to because I'm an artist. Exactly. Yeah. I'm glad you get it, though, because some people don't get it. It's it's hard. And I have like a chaotic mind, too. Like, oh, I want to do media. I want to make a movie. Oh, yeah, yeah I yeah. think I could have a collection. All of this stuff is all over the place because it all goes together. When I watch a movie, I hear the music. I see the clothes. I'm yeah, looking yeah. at the shots. I'm looking at the location, the house. Like, I'm on <laughs> all of that. So why yeah, can't yeah. I do all of it? Exactly. And the thing is, too, like, being realistic about that, like, and I had to tell myself, if I'm going to do that, I got to be organized. So, like, I write. I be like I have like three journals like on my wall right now and I journal all my thoughts like I I might have like like so I got my clothes right here like all my clothes on my on my rack right here and like I'll be sewing but I, I try to tell myself like yo if I have a music idea or if I'm listening to beats I gotta listen to beats like a little bit later because I like to do stuff simultaneously mm-hmm. and I don't think that's good I think like psychology says that it brings more anxiety into your life when you multitask too much or something like that. okay I don't know how old you are but I'm 27 and I'll have to tell you yes like at this point in my life I'm definitely a list person I got three journals in my bag at all times <laughs> two laptops like it's on the move I gotta remember and I smoke so it's like I got a bad memory so I gotta write stuff down I gotta voice note stuff but it is way better to like segment so if I'm gonna do the podcast and the show I'm doing this for two hours and then mm-hmm. when I close the laptop from that okay I might not not upload and edit right away I'm gonna go work on a book or I'm gonna go work on my other project because it's like my brain is always going so I gotta get to that idea while it's top of mind and then I can go back and do the other thing exactly yeah, don't yeah. Courage. you just gotta get a good system going it's like a beautiful mind yeah, yeah. I'm a, I feel like I'm I'm like an older soul sometimes I'm, I'm 23 I'm okay 23. so like I try to be mature. Like I could be mature sometimes. I joke around a lot. But like when it gets time to my work though, like I'll be on some on some other shit. 
Yeah. Like I don't play with my work, and a lot of people around me know that. Like when it's time for me to work, like right? like it gets yeah, real, yeah. it's real quick. Yeah, yeah, I'm locked in. Like once I when I start doing something. Well, that's great. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. And thank you so much. Yeah, I can't wait to hear the music. And I'm gonna be looking at your clothes. Are they for sale anywhere for a regular person? Yeah, yeah. Um, so a little after, I'm gonna just give the spill away. But after a little after the project drops, I'm gonna be releasing some merch. Um, great. So, yeah, of course. So I got, I got, I got some cool stuff. I got a collection of rap t-shirts because I love going to concerts. Mm. So I love to add yours to the, the crew over here. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. No, no problem. And I can't wait to hear more music. I'm going to let you go now. But I need to edit all this and get it in. But I'm so okay. excited about the music. I can't wait. And your video, I will make sure to like post it on my social media and share. Thank you. So that means a lot to me. I'm going to send you everything. Okay, cool, cool. We're yeah. internet friends now. We're here. Of course. <laughs> All right, though. Have a nice day. Stay up. Thank you for coming to my show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. All right. I'm looking out for that music. Have a nice day. Have a good day. Bye. Chevy Playlist. Chevy Playlist is what I give y'all every week to keep you riding and rolling, keep your hands off your phone. So we save you some tickets and we save in lives and we provide the lives. Chevy Playlist on Thursday night only. First up, we got Given Body by Dominique. Dominique is my new favorite female rapper. It's just Song is so good. I'm the one doing me tonight. A little weed that never hurt nobody. While y'all standing on the wall, I'm the one tonight giving life. And check out her older project, Black Kate Moss, because that's fire too. And she's another one with one of those voices that just makes it so easy to listen to. So Dominique giving bomb. SWV, Summer Walker featured No One Noah. This Aside from White Tea was my favorite song on that project, Life on Earth, so please go listen to SWV for that vibe. Honest by Kiana Lede. I reviewed the whole entire Kiana Lede project, and Honest is a great song. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Kiana. Do To Me. Do To Me is a new single by her. It's like more of that Jamaican vibe that she had when she made the song with the child of Marley. And... That song was just fire. Listen to that song all the time. So Do To Me is more in that vein. I would love like a whole reggae, maybe six, seven, eight songs with her. If you got it in you. I don't know if you're Jamaican her, but you got the vibe down. So if you want to go on vacation down there and sleep down there for a little while in the studio a couple of nights and come out with seven, eight songs, I'm here for it. I'm open to it. Beautiful voice, beautiful vibe. And last, but certainly not least for the Chevy playlist, we got Ah 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 by Dream Doll featuring Fabio Foreign. Dream doll, don't tell me you're proud of me. You better proud of me. You better spin that shit. Couldn't have said it better myself, Dream Doll. Please go support Dream Doll. I told y'all a long time ago. Stop with the Dream Doll slander because she is on the rise and she's coming with the fire. And look at her now. Ah ah ah. It is very New York, very timely. Okay? Who got the hookah? Who got the bottle? Who got the ah ah ah? Go listen to the round the shrimp for Dream Doll. And that is it for my Chevy playlist. Available on Apple Music and YouTube. If you want me to put it anywhere else, let me know below in the comments and I'll add it there right away. And to close out the show, you know, I always like to leave you with a positive quote because the world is dark and full of terrors. And this week, my quote, because I feel like we're headed into a Great Depression type of time. And because we live in the social media, me, 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 more is more, everything is about money and looking flashy and making your life seem a certain way, even if it isn't time that we are not preparing ourselves mentally and maybe even physically we can with our means for the next step and the progression of this problem that we have in America as far as the economic
And this quote is by Leo Babute, and it is simplicity boils down to two steps, identifying the essential and eliminating the rest. So in your own personal life, please identify the essential, eliminate the rest. It's going to make it very easy for you to live and get through this tough time. Because even myself, I find it almost impossible for me not to like pull out my phone when I'm bored and like surf the web and look at and scroll and look at social media and it's like dang you could just get more wrapped up into oh I need to be getting this and I should get that and I want to buy this and I can afford that so I, but you're not being cognizant of the situation that's going on like we're locked to the fuck down like our government is not handling this coronavirus situation effectively the CDC is not being able to control the disease and that's their whole damn job like it's in the name and they're not letting them do it so Things at this point can really only go down as far as what the government runs and what they're concerned with. So for ourselves and our individual lives, I want all of us, myself included, because I am a victim of materialism. LA girl through and through, I'm about my shit. Please try and go out of your way to just live simply. Make things as basic as you can. Pare down because cash not even just cash, but like having the means to buy things is going to be very, very important. I think more important than it's ever been in our lifetime. Being able to move about and just take care of yourself with your basic needs is going to become imperative. So all the extras kind of got to go. If you don't need it, don't buy it. And I guess that's all I can say. Stay safe, stay up. Thank you for watching Tam tonight. Please like, share, subscribe. Follow me on all social media at Tam Not Tammy. Follow my Depop at Time to Time. Buy something. If you need it, don't mind nothing you don't need.